Hey friends, this is Aurelia. Thanks for listening to the Peace of Christ Church podcast. This is a re-recording of the sermon originally given on July 25th. We had some technical difficulties, but thanks for joining us now. The reading is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. And I pray that God, out of the riches of divine glory, will strengthen you inwardly with power through the working of the Spirit. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith so that you, being rooted and grounded in love, will be able to grasp fully the breadth, length, height, and depth of Christ's love and with all God's holy ones, experience this love that surpasses all understanding so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. To God, whose power now at work in us can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, to God be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, world without end. Amen. Here's what I love about our reading today. It gives us any remaining permission we need to connect with the power already within us. This power, of course, is every divine resource, any spirit, fruit, and it is all rooted in divine love. And we are connected to one another through this love, and this love is what carries us, and this love is our power. And this text today is a blessing, acknowledging it. It's a prayer. And the prayer is that we would come to believe in the fullness of this Christ's love. It's not a prayer that we would eventually have access to this fullness. It's a prayer that we would finally grasp the truth, that we already have it in abundance. Now, here's where I've got to pause and make a couple of acknowledgments. Like for instance, sure, these are lovely words, but is any prayer over my life really even all that comforting at this point. And if the ticket to embodying this kind of abundance is my belief, if it's my ability to have faith, well then I'm gonna have a tricky time accessing this power. Because if I'm honest, faith is a lot of work lately and I'm tired and I wanna know, how do we move past these words and into a place where receiving them actually feels helpful or relevant to our lives? How do they become alive to us? And here's my answer for today. Poetry. Yes, you heard correctly. I am suggesting that our avenue for moving past pretty words and into a more meaningful space is more pretty words. In other words, instead of retreating, we move in deeper. The truth is, I like reading today's reading like a poem. And the theme of the poem is Imago Day, And the theme is salvation and the theme is oneness. Oh, and the priesthood of all believers and the radical ethic of love and inclusivity and spirit in you and so on. Paul's ability to fit so many rich theological concepts into so few words with such beauty and ease is truly poetic. It's so impressive that it's actually hard for me to be mad at him today. I'm kind of liking this Paul the poet. But there's more to my suggestion, because reading this text as poetry is pretty easy. It makes for good practice for those of us not inclined to reading poetry. But what I'm saying is that we can approach any given biblical text at any given time 
with a poetic posture. And I'm saying this posture could be incredibly helpful to us, especially those of us concerned with reimagining our faith in these times. Even when what we are reading is not poetry itself, although there is plenty of poetry to be read in the Bible, we can still take on this posture. This is the offering I'd like us to consider today. Let's channel Paul the poet, and let's integrate this poetic posture into the rest of our faith practice, because this is a grounding posture that will root us in Christ's love. Even in the most chaotic times when we're feeling tossed about here and there by the wind of every doctrine, as Paul says in chapter 4 of this same book, even as we feel endlessly untethered by every chaotic news cycle and every disappointment, we can be rooted in this love. And this rootedness can wake us up to the fullness of God and the power we have access to because of it, just as it's described in today's reading. Poetry just so happens to be a tool that can help us with this because it is a tool for inner work. It's a training ground for engaging nuance, paradox, and non-dual thinking. I don't know much for sure, but I know this. Poetry is spiritual practice that will lead to divine encounter. Here's why. Poetry invites us into the work of interpretation where we engage written word with our head, our hearts, and our bodies all at once. Poetry invites us into the work of expansion. We cannot not become when we let poetry leave its mark on us. Our eyes and our minds and our hearts open wider. Poetry connects us to our God-given creativity because we reclaim parts of ourselves that will wake us up to a deeper knowing. And poetry offers us a lens of beauty in which to behold our realities. Often this beholding is painful. Sometimes it's lovely, but it's beauty nonetheless because our awareness of the world grows through it. If you can't tell by now, the poetic posture is a posture of participation. We are invited in and we accept the invitation because it's valuable to us. There is a return for our investment and the return is groundedness. Our consistent participation is necessary for a sustainable faith journey of any depth. So, back to this prayer from St. Paul. My friends, we've got a blessing in the queue, just waiting for us to receive it. How do we get past the pretty words and into something real? Perhaps taking a poetic posture could help remind us that our participation is required. In this case, we're attempting to receive a blessing over our lives as true. Accepting any form of blessing from anyone in word or in deed almost always involves our surrender. Think about it. We may be required to lay down our egos. We may need to lay down our fears or our need for control. We may need to lay down our resistance to vulnerability. And in today's case, we lay down our defenses our need to analyze or prove or logic our way through it, make it make sense, today, we can give those parts of ourselves a day off and simply receive the damn blessing. If it's still tricky for you, please remember, this is all a part of our practice. The call today, the lesson in this teaching moment is continued practice because honestly aren't so many of us already in the thick of this anyway of practicing doing our own faith work 
after a lifetime of being told how to navigate our faith, what's acceptable, exactly what we should believe, we are, for the first time, taking up the reins of our own faith journeys, thinking for ourselves, trusting spirit in us, and no longer living in fear of our biblical, theological, and faith evolutions. We're practicing. If you're here, this is it. Congratulations, you found your way to freedom. This is what it looks like. It's doing your own work, but in wonderful, blessed company. We are practicing, and hallelujah, we never quite arrive. And from my own practice, meaning my attempt to approach today's reading with poetic posture, here's a reminder that I hope can be helpful to us. If we are rooted in divine presence, we're okay. It's that simple. If we're rooted in divine presence, we are okay. Look, there are so many unknowns. I don't know exactly who God is or exactly what God's hand on this world looks like. I often question how intimately or distantly God works, just like the rest of us. I can't tell you for sure whether A, B, or C is the correct, perfectly true theological take on this or that, but I know from the well of my own soul, without a doubt, that if we are rooted in divine presence, we are okay. We are held. Why? Because we are postured to receive the fullness of inexplicable divine love at any given moment, to both give it and receive it, to absorb it and be it. So we are tasked with this. We are tasked with the work of staying rooted in divine presence because this love is a truth we can count on. So we ground ourselves in it. What do you need to find this grounding in your life? In this season, I won't dare tell you. No one knows but you. Get in that poetic posture and do the work. You've got community support and you've got solidarity, but only you can lay the foundation for the home within yourself, that place where the Spirit of God in you dwells. In chapter 4 of this same book, Ephesians, Paul says this, Let us then be children no longer, tossed about here and there, carried about by every wind of doctrine or by human trickery or crafty deceitful schemes. Rather, let us speak the truth in love and grow to the full maturity of Christ. Through Christ, the whole body grows with the proper functioning of each member firmly joined together by each supporting ligament. The body builds itself up in love. As we do our own work, Grounding ourselves in divine presence, we grow. Our growth inevitably leads us toward maturity, this place where our awareness of participation expands to include the collective. Our work is tied up in our work, always hand in hand, and we are compelled to participate in heaven on earth now. So at any given moment, we can see the connection between our personal healing and our collective healing as we move into that space where we claim our power, the same power Paul speaks of in our reading. It's the power of the Spirit that dwells within us, offering us strength in the form of capacity, carving out room within us to continue to engage the things of faith so that we can live and move in this world based on what we discover, namely the power 
with Christ's love. Paul's words today help steer us toward an embodied awareness of this love. It's the kind of love we can get behind, even when everything else is uncertain. This love has kept us around, kept us from giving up. So we know at least this much that this love is worth going to bat for. It's worth keeping the faith. It's worth holding on to. And this love is enough for today. So day by day, this is what we do. We build our lives upon it. And we take comfort and ancient blessings like the one from Ephesians. And together with the saints, we pray these words in unison with Paul the poet to God, whose power now at work in us can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine to God. Be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, world without end. Amen.